0: So many beautiful texts today, deep, meaningful, challenging, wonderful texts today. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stick primarily with the gospel and um, dig into it just a little bit. Uh, I don't think that it's a uh, uh, as it's been sort of traditionally presented um, that the. Mary represents the contemplative spiritual life as being better and above, and Martha is sort of just got her head buried in the sand doing what needs to get done. I I think it's more complicated than that. Um, I think it's more complex. So um, I don't think it's pitting these two ways of being against each other at all. Um, So just think about this. Luke says that Jesus was going into this home, a woman called Martha. And the way it sounds is like, you know, just these random people. But these were Jesus' good friends. These were Jesus' good friends. He'd been in their home before. He knew their home well. And he knew he'd find a welcome there. And he knew he'd find some conversation there, and he knew he'd find an audience there, and he knew he'd find some food there, some nourishment for his journey. And so, you know, when you go to some really good friends' homes, you know, there's things that you value about that, and he needed that. I'm not going to do this today, but, you know, this this gospel is uh, part of a longer journey where you know, Jesus is on his way um, to do a lot of really hard things, even for Jesus. He's on his way to, to uh, fulfill his mission and ministry. He's on his way to face some very scary things. He's on his way to break the tomb of death. Not easy things, people. are. And so he comes to his friend's home to get some nourishment for his journey. Um, and he's really he's realizing who he is more and more. He's coming into the fulfillment of his identity. And so let's review how Paul uh, identifies Jesus. So listen to these words. I mean, these are really beautiful theological words from the letter to Colossians. Christ Jesus is the image, the image of the invisible God. Nothing less. He is the firstborn of all creation. Pretty important, no? For in him all things in heaven and on earth were created things visible. And invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created for him and through him. This is some heady, important stuff. And he says, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things. This is their friend who was sitting in their house. So I can see how Jesus was maybe a little bit like, you're going to come complain to me about your sister? You're going to come to me with sibling rivalry when I'm on this journey? You're going to come with resentments when the firstborn of all creation is sitting here? Please. Please, Martha, pay attention. I need you to pay attention. I need you to pay attention to what's really important. Now, I know a little bit about sibling rivalry just a little tiny bit. <laughs> I'm the youngest daughter, so talk to my brothers. Yeah. But I will tell you who was doing the dishes every time we had a family affair (laughs) so with my mama. Um, And so, you know, it's easy to slip into those dynamics. But as the recovery community tells us, those kind of resentments that Martha was expressing, you know, resentment is like taking poison And hoping the other person dies. It doesn't hurt them. It hurts you. When you ignore the presence of the image of God in your midst, the reconcile of all things on earth and heaven, the firstborn of all creation, you're not hurting it. You're not hurting your sister, you're hurting yourself. And the reason that you do things is important too, and the way that you do them. So I can see how Jesus, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he was saying we don't need people to work, we do. But he was saying right now, I need you to pay attention to me. I need you to pay attention to the broader picture. I mean, I don't think Jesus was kind of uppity who wouldn't go help out. I think he he helped out a lot. He wasn't above things. And so not only was he sort of talking to Martha about resentments, but also about the way you do things, the way you work in, in ministry, the way you serve, you know, I think it was Brene Brown. I was trying to remember, but I just remember this, this, this quote about, you know, choose discomfort over resentment. Mm-hmm. Right? So what that means is if you really don't want to do it and you don't see the value in doing it, you know, say that. Don't seethe and complain and, you know, it is it, see the value in the little things. And do them with grace. I have an example of this. I think it's, it's, it's somebody I've been thinking about a lot lately. And he's kind of a, a, a quiet hero for me. in this pastor of 20 years who kind of under the radar but very faithful, part of the Southern Baptist Convention, and I'm not picking on the Southern Baptist Convention. Every denomination needs to have its own reckoning with um, truth-telling. And, um, but he was instrumental, uh, this pastor. Well, let me tell you the story. So in the Southern Baptist Convention leadership, they had a report on sexual abuse and misconduct. And the leadership voted to not make that public. Okay, so this could have been any church. I'm just saying, but it's, it's this story happens to be about them. And so the leadership was going to cover it up and, and keep it in-house to protect their denomination. And they told this to, like, our, our general convention, the Episcopal Church's general convention, or our, our council at the diocese, a big uh, gathering of folks who... Uh, gathered to make uh, doctrine or decisions for the church body at large. And this guy, this pastor, because he'd shown up and paid attention to all the boring church meetings over the 20 years of his pastorate, he remembered a little-known motion that anybody who was elected to this governing body... This representative body could make in order to overturn a decision of the leadership. And so when they announced that it was gonna, that the that the report had been made, but it wasn't gonna be made public, he got up from his back pew where nobody noticed him, and he walked up to the microphone and he made a motion to overturn that decision. And that decision passed. So the the report became public, so hundreds of men were held accountable and hundreds of women were taken seriously and their healing began because he showed up and he paid attention. Because he showed up and he paid attention for the moment where Jesus was present Asking him to take the opportunity that was before him to do good in this world. I think that's the angle, I guess, of this gospel. the pay attention. Pay attention to Christ among you. And if you're going to do something, understand the importance of it. Don't do it with resentment because you think you have to. Just show up and look for the opportunities to see Christ beckoning you to your purpose. So yesterday, a, I love baseball, and I know there's a lot of baseball fans in here, and we uh, went to go meet a friend was going to go meet a friend to the, for the Astros game because it wasn't late, and so that was good. It was a three o'clock game, but I was rushing, and I was trying to do three things at once, and I, I uh, was, you know, I don't know. I had my my purse and my thing, and I was rushing across the street at t- near the stadium, and it was a hundred and something, and. I tripped. I don't know what I tripped on. I just tripped splat right when, because I was trying to be, you know, catch up. I was running late, kind of like always, but anyway, I was running late and I went splat on the ground right when the light changed for the traffic to go. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But it was so hot and it was. I was so surprised and stunned. But I couldn't get up. Like this not It was just weird. It was just like I couldn't get the angle. So people started helping. The guys from the restaurant on the corner came and tra- got my arm and tried to, you know, get my my phone, which I was sure was broken, and a couple things that had scattered. And then these two other people came over to help me up. And I thought maybe I'd hit my head because they were dressed up in astronaut costumes. <laughs> <laughs> These two astronauts like helping me up. And like... They helped me over to the shade. I sat down, and then they just left, you know. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, but just aside, I tell people. They were they, they ended up on the Jumbotron, so I know that they were there. Yeah. That they were real, like it wasn't just me. Um, but they you know they, they paid attention to who needed the guys at the the, the busters at the restaurant, the the astronauts <laughs> the faux astronauts. They paid attention to the people to me to the person who needed help. And I was ever, ever so grateful. You know, but I think that's the that's sort of a, the call for Martha that day with Jesus and for us today. So after the game, um, I, you know, I parked kind of far away um, and, I, I, you know, there's always traffic downtown. But where I was, there wasn't supposed to be traffic. And there was this long line on a skinny side street, and people, you could just see in their faces, they were getting mad, and they were um, getting frustrated, and there were some cars kind of on one lane, and they had put their hazards on, and everybody was like, meh. When I got up there, I saw that people had put cars around a a man who had passed out, right? Who had passed out. So these people, you know, they they braved the wrath of Houston drivers to (laughs) help this person, which of course was the right thing to do. So I think the invitation today is to, 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 to see Christ in our midst, to pay attention to the invitation to fulfill our identity and calling as sons and daughters and they of Christ, siblings, brothers and sisters, and, you know, to pay attention to that. So Amos, I always kind of laugh at that first line of this letter, this uh, portion of Amos because it says, the Lord showed me a basket of summer fruit. And he said, what do you see, Amos? And I said, a basket of summer fruit. You know, I'm like, you know, it's obvious. But it's not always obvious. Sometimes God is showing us Away, way, the way, the image of the invisible God, and we don't see it. So, pay attention, because God has need of us. Amen.